What have you become? I am what you made me. Into the fourth mother box. Thank you, Metallica, and happy 26th ish birthday. Um, no, yeah, that's about right. Happy 26th birthday to Load. It's its birthday yesterday. Um, great album, underrated album from Metallica. Got a lot of shit when it was released, but we love it. Kyle and I adore everything Metallica. Um, but hello, everybody. Welcome into the fourth mother box. My name is Tom Oakry. Thank you very much. Here, as always, from my brother from another mother within the force all the way out there in the city of Chicago. I said that on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? I am doing just well, and you know what? Yesterday was Lode's birthday, but today is another Metallica album's birthday, as I'm seeing on Facebook here. Oh. And it says, Metallica released a post, and it says, everyone's favorite al- album saint anger was released 19 years ago on this day in 2003 oh my god that's right i remember that do you remember like we waited outside of best buy sure do to to get this album sure fucking do holy shit after high school hell yeah i loved this album release this was back in the day when like you would run to the best buys targets walmart and all that shit um to just go grab an album. I think the last I, album, the last album I did that was with was Death Magnetic, and never went to a store before that. I remember uh, I was in my mom's Dodge minivan, and I jack I bought. This I've been in that minivan too. I bet you have. Uh, and I bought the CD, the album from Best Buy, and then I uh, jacked it up in the car. It was great. I've also jacked it up in that car. <laughs> are, are you are you uh, are you all done trying to make yourself laugh? Because no, because I'm making myself. Okay, I set it up any more perfect for me. <laughs> I will admit, I, I I I will admit that I did walk <laughs> right into that one. I can't. Believe- I'm laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> you couldn't have done <laughs> all the things. You don't want to feed it. Like, you and I don't want to feed each other a line for a mother joke. And you just, like, right into it. <laughs> oh, my God. What were we talking about? All right. Uh, St. Anger's release. Yes. Dodge minivan. You jacked it up in there. Um, I remember doing the same. And this was 2003. I think our junior year in high school. 
So I used to blast the shit out of St. Anger, you know, driving into school just to let everybody know that I'm an angsty, pissed-off white teenager. You, you, you just gave us a Brad Hughes laugh, and that's that's <laughs> by no means a good thing. If you're laughing like Brad Hughes, then you probably should just kill yourself. Oh, really? Is that right? Uh, I might as well just go yeah. jump off a mountain, jump off a cliff, but... Yeah, while 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 you were in uh, Chicago riding bikes with wearing sweaters and stuff, and you know tying sweater vests around your waist and stuff, um, in in the shitty weather, um, yesterday I rode Cosmic Rewind for the third time, and then went to Typhoon Lagoon. So, man, you just got to get your ass out here for a weekend, just just to do Cosmic Rewind. You know what? I haven't been there in so long. I really should just come out. It's true. It's been a whole several days since you've been here month maybe yeah get your I wonder ass. what will happen i wonder what will happen this time maybe my eyeball will fall, fall out of its socket i feel like every time i go to florida there's just something that like happens physically and it'll I just endure it for, throughout the week it'll be very uh uh similar to um what's his name uh the guy that carl weathers plays in happy gilmore um you know he loses oh, his uh, hand chubbs yeah chubbs he loses his hand falls into the alligator's mouth like you come to Florida, lose an eye, it falls into an alligator's mouth. Like it'd be like the same thing, and you just wear an eye patch the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that would be what would happen to you in Florida. You know what? If I died in Disney World, and I've said this before, if I died in Disney World, that would just be fine. That would be a good ending. Yeah, yeah. Just get some uh, ashes spread in Haunted Mansion, and then whoever does that will get kicked out and banned forever. I wonder how many yep. people actually do that. Brad, Brad, if you're listening, I mean, you know, former cast member, let us know if you've ever heard tales of that. Because I hear, I just hear internet stories all the time of people trying to take their loved one's ashes on a haunted mansion and just dumping it out and getting in trouble for it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, this is people's ashes for God's fucking sake. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's interesting and kind of weird that people do that. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I mean, Disney has cameras and eyes everywhere. I know. So I'm pretty sure they probably have eyes in the toilet, so they're watching you take a shit. It's, ladies and gentlemen, confirmed here, 9.09 Eastern Standard Time on June 5th, 2022. Disney watches you poop. I mean, they might as well. This should be the title of this episode, Disney watches you poop. <laughs> I mean, they get those random pictures of you in like different places in the park so that nobody knows how they do it. Spend sixty nine ninety nine on this picture of you deep throating a churro from the American Adventure in Epcot <laughs> for a low low price. If you, it, you can add it on to Disney Plus, watch yourself deep throat a hot dog. They just get like horrible pictures of you, like they did of me and uh, when we went to meet Scrooge McDuck that one time. Oh, the, the the clear picture of you just getting done being molested by Scrooge McDuck, or. Oh, yeah. No, I think that picture would suggest that I molested him. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you molested Scrooge McDuck. Brad molested a Triceratops from T-Rex. So, yep. Lots yeah, of... I, I'm more selective. I, I do Disney characters, and uh, th- th- those are the ones that I molest. That's fair. Brad just has some weird fetish about animatronic dinosaurs. I, I don't know. I, I... I, there's, no, there's no explanation in the world of psychology for it. I mean... That's fair. Maybe he needs to be like a case study in like like Prague or something like that. <laughs> Team of psychologists, they could figure it out. Hey, speaking of Metallica getting back on track here, and, and since today's St. Anger's birthday, I switched the music. We're listening to St. Anger today during the show. Um, Frantic is blasting right now, so thank you, boys. Uh, check out St. Anger, by the way. If you're a music fan, it is such a raw, fucking, just emotional album. Um, and we've talked at length about that album on this show before. but So... Metallica. I'm I'm next my 21st show seeing them. I'm scheduled to go in like early mid August in Pittsburgh. Um, are you going to check them out in Lollapalooza when they play that stupid random Thursday in Chicago? I don't know yet. Mostly because uh, one, I have work that day, and and two, I don't know what time they're going to be on. And like, I just there's just something about like when it's not their show. Yeah. I mean, if they for some reason didn't show up or didn't like couldn't do it for whatever stupid fucking reason, I, I mean, Metallica always shows up, but you never know. It, it's the city of Chicago. COVID's, I guess, still a thing. Maybe Kirk might get monkeypox or something <laughs> like that. And I don't want to be paying like, you know, a ticket that I, I'm not going to go see anybody else like Dua Lipa or, or whoever the fuck is is there. I don't want to pay paying their salary. 
That's a good. So point. like I hate when they come to Lollapalooza. Like I just want them to come for them, you know. Uh, I they they don't make any sense being on that show. They never have. It's like, it's like, uh, you know. Well, it is kind of funny because you you see like a sea of black t-shirts, and then <laughs> in the midst of like like uh, current pop music stars and stuff like that, it's really weird. Yeah, we're just just a bunch of bunch of. I, I'll never forget when we saw them at Lollapalooza last time in 2015. I can't remember the band. Tame Impala maybe might have been the Team Impala. <laughs> might have been the band that was up there playing. Um, and they were like told everybody to crouch down. And then like the crowd crouched down, but all the Metallica fans were still standing. So like if you turned it because we were front row, but if you turn around and look behind us, or front on the rail, I should say, but if you turn around and look behind us, there were like a sea of thousands and thousands of just black Metallica t-shirts just standing, like looking at the stage with like arms crossed. Looking, or about ready to storm the beaches of Normandy. You know what's funny is that uh, in that at that show, like it was like 2015, and I remember I went to a a meeting at, at the private practice that I worked at that at that time. Oh yeah. And somehow we got on that topic, or they're like, "What'd you do this weekend?" I'm like, oh, "I went to see Metallica at Lollapalooza." And, Fuck yeah. And my uh, my boss was like, "Oh wow, one of my clients went there, and she got like trampled in the mosh pit. It was really bad." Jesus. And I'm, and, but she wasn't a Metallica fan. So it's like these people come to these shows, and they don't really know how it is. Like you, you, you don't walk into a metal show like without maybe doing some light research first because. It is a different experience. You see people who are otherwise dressed very strangely. Like I, I once saw a woman with a very thick beard there. I saw an old man fighting a younger, uh, like a teenager. People passed out on sidewalks. There was once at the Tweeter Center, there was a guy like just laying on a sidewalk and there was blood everywhere. Jesus. Was, I mean, that uh, people was do- the Tweeter Center, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that makes sense. Uh, yeah. People doing blow in the bathroom. Somebody clogged oh, yeah. the toilet with a Jack Daniels bottle. Which I've is seen, yeah, kind of funny. I've seen the drugs so, at concerts before. It's all over the place. Moshing, fighting, alcoholic, uh, you know, just frenzies. I, I feel like you don't get that in any other genre. Like you're not gonna go to like a, um, I don't know. You're not going to go to like a Katy Perry concert and, and see this kind of behavior, which makes metal shows extra special. <laughs> this is true. I've seen people getting crowd surfed in wheelchairs. We've we've crowd surfed somebody's prosthetic leg before from the back to the That's front. Awesome. Yeah, it's some crazy stuff. I remember at Welcome to Rockville not that recently. We were crowd surfing Santa Claus because it was like I don't know, a month and a half out of Christmas. So, yeah, he was getting ready. He was rocking out before. Him and his elves were going into a food coma and sending everybody presents and getting stuck in chimneys. But <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, Metallica. I went. I, I checked up their set times because I could swear to God I saw them. Um, they go on at eight fifteen that evening. Eight fifteen to ten. Oh, at Lala. Yes, Lollapalooza. Eight fifteen to ten p.m. is their set. Now I know this is Metallica and they're never truly on time, but. In the city of Chicago, on a festival, I'm, I'm, I'd be willing to bet that they're going to stick to that pretty, pretty solidly. Yeah, for the noise ordinance or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Which is surprising because it is Chicago, and like, I mean, you could probably time every like three minutes. There's an ambulance that goes by, so. It's, I don't yeah, yeah that's true. No- I don't know why they have a noise ordinance. No, the the Cubs got or when they were good and winning a bunch of games, they, all the time, if it was like a late game that went into extra innings up up there in Wrigleyville, they wouldn't be able to basically play Go Cubs Go or do any fireworks or any bullshit like that. So it's, it's wild. I know, it is dumb, it's stupid, but all right. But that is Metallica, and you'll you'll hear from more from Kyle and I about the band is if we see them on the road and if some big news from them. And, you know, you and I actually never necessarily, I don't think we ever talked on air about um, you know, in since Kyle and I follow Metallica, we see this news. But um, James Hetfield was was in the you know metal headlines a couple of weeks ago, and maybe just music in general. Um, but you know, it's just these people are human beings, just like you and I. And there was a very raw moment. I, I saw a fan video of it, but there were articles upon articles upon articles posted about this from like 
you know, metal magazines, revolver magazines, stuff like that. Of James just having a human moment up on stage. He just told everybody before starting a song, he just said, you know, tonight I was feeling pretty insecure at like almost 60 years old. I'm coming out to play for all you people that, you know, I don't want to fuck up. I don't, you know, I just want to, I, I didn't feel confident in, you know, me coming up here and just doing what I do because of his age, how he was feeling and just fighting a lot of insecurity and just emotions, right? And he said he just, I turned around and looked at the guys and I leaned on them and they just said, we're here for you. We're here for you. You got it. And they it culminated in just a big kind of embrace. And, you know, that's the kind of shit, especially if you follow this man your whole life like Kyle and I have, to see them at this point to where they came from is so fucking enlightening. And it just, it's, it's, it's like having a true life Superman, you know, you, you, these bigger than life people have the same problems that we do and you could see them rise from the ashes so it gives hope so i i just wanted to give my two two cents on that because i think that was a really cool human moment from metallica yeah a truly beautiful moment and i think it's like james hetfield is larger than life and and i've always looked up to him as a you know as a musician and as a person and i feel like it's great to see the humanity in people like that. Like it's, it's kind of nice to see them fuck up once in a while. And as a musician, you, you know, you, you go to their concerts, especially nowadays, you could hear it, you could see it, but you know, they've been around for 40 years and it doesn't really matter if they are like, they have nothing left to prove in my eyes. Like it doesn't matter to me if Kirk fucks up the solo for the 150th oh, yeah. time. Yeah. He, Kirk, Kirk is pretty notorious with fucking up stuff. I know, I know lots of drummers rag on Lars. I'm like, give the guy a break. He's he's in his fifties. He's playing Master of Puppets still. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. Yep. yep. Like it just does it have to be perfect? No. And if you complain about it, you're probably just jealous. So I don't see you on stage. And speaking of that, I've been on stage many times before, especially on like big stages. And let me tell you, like it is nerve wracking. And I was just having this conversation with a, a friend of mine the other day. It's really nerve-wracking to be up there. You almost can't even enjoy the moment because you're you're so focused on doing well and, and not fucking up, especially for harder stuff. And maybe that's just me, but I feel like a lot of people share that, um, you know, kind of share that, have the same experience. It is hard to do that, even especially, like, if you've been around for 40 years and you've been as big as... Metallica is, I and mean, you have to imagine the pressure that you know it. Uh, it carries, you know, yeah. Somebody, yeah. yeah it so carries. I give him a lot of credit. I give anybody a lot of credit, even for people I don't, you know, necessarily listen to. Like that's just a lot to do. It, it is. You a thousand percent nailed it on the head. You know, it, it, it brings me back to when we played Gigantor. You're, you're talking about playing on the. That was probably arguably the biggest stage um, Scourge ever played on, easily, right? And it's just having the nerves for that. But you go out there and you rock it and you fuck up. Not everyone's going to notice that you fuck up anyway. But, yeah, just leave your shit to the side. Stop ripping on these people. They're, they're human beings. It's going to happen. Um, I mean, they don't they don't come yell at you when you fuck up somebody's order at McDonald's. So calm down. It, you know, and, uh, when I played at Rockfest in Wisconsin a couple years ago with a band, like we were on the side stage of, like, it was like Stone Sour, Megadeth, Rob Zombie, and somebody tried to when i was on stage i was on this like catwalk playing a solo somebody tried to pull me into the crowd it was uh you know and i never had an experience like that <laughs> and it was it was like it actually made me uncomfortable because one i had all my music equipment there and it's like probably two grand worth of equipment i had my james hetfield snakebite uh, signature guitar which is like my Jesus. my unborn child yeah. basically and I remember like, kind of like, because there were so many people around, like, I just remember feeling like, you know, I had to hold on to my guitar. Like, people could steal everything else, but they're not taking my guitar. Like, that is my baby. I will fight to the death to hold on to this. But, but yeah, I mean, people will be people. They guess. That, they... Was a, that was a good show, though. I mean, Joe, Joe Miller, our friend Joe Miller came with. And he got, we got there, and he just got annihilated, drunk. <laughs> and he was in his—he just like passed out in his truck, like in behind the stage. And it was just the funniest shit ever. That's so—that's very Joe Miller at a concert. Like every concert we've gone to with Joe, every Metallica show, every fest, he's always 
either gotten drunk or passed out. I remember a lot of Palooza, he found a tree and napped before Metallica. <laughs> yeah, Jim Brewer's biggest fan. Yep. All the times I've seen Metallica. Well, I, I've only seen Metallica in San Francisco once with Joe when we went the night before the Super Bowl. But it was very... Um, we just got there, we found our spot, and we turned around, he was gone, and then we saw him at the car later. It's just that's what happens at Joe at concerts. We lost him in San Francisco, but he made it back to the car, so hey, not a total loss. That's all that counts. That's, that's all, all that, that counts. counts. That's all that counts. But oh we got a lot of shit to go over. Um Kyle, I don't know if you know. Um if you if you're aware um on Disney Plus that Obi Wan Kenobi has dropped and it's three episodes deep. Have you heard of this show? I have. And, you know, I've been reading a lot about this show online, and for the life of me, I just I just can't with with some of the Star Wars fans. And why does every show have to have a fucking controversy? Can't we just, like, have a show drop, and it just, you know, it's just there, and it's good, people like it, and there's no fucking controversy. But let me say, this is probably one of um, Star Wars' best offerings to date. Like, I love this show. Yep. I, I think it's exceptional. Um, I, I just can't say enough good stuff about it. I, I think the cast is great. I was really surprised by the little girl who plays Leia. I don't know her name, um, but I think she she did really well. I didn't really know that, that was, this was going to be the story. I think I watched the trailer for Kenobi once, and then I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it and... You know, kind of let the story unfold. I don't want to read anything about it, but man, I'm I'm just like really happy and really surprised by it. I read yesterday too, like, and I don't know if this was just fluff, but but that uh, there was some post on on Facebook that said a season two was already greenlit. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked. The rumor is that there's going to be a season two. I mean, Disney has come out and Lucasfilm has come out to say that this is going to be a limited series only, and they've been very clear and upfront about that. Brad is convinced that there's going to be a season two. Um, I, I just don't think there's not going to be a season two. I don't know if I want a season two. I mean, I'd love it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be there and watch every fucking minute of it. But it's, you know, depending on how the story ends, this might be the perfect six episodes for this completing the story between Obi-Wan and Vader. Or Vader or, right, or not completing it because it completed in A New Hope, but just piecing the things together that we, we, we weren't aware of, right? I wouldn't like. I you, would love a season two, but I don't want it there to oversaturate a really good story. You know, I think they they're doing a great job with it, and and I've always kind of pointed to Marvel's, you know, giving Marvel or I'm sorry, uh, Disney a lot of credit with their Marvel series, in the sense that like you keep it short and it's it's really good. It's you know you you pack in a lot of details, but you don't like water it down like in the CW, which let me get to later. Uh, you know, I could see this Kenobi being two to three seasons, and and I feel like with the introduction of Leia, and and I don't know if they're going to focus on Luke at all, like a young Luke, but even so, there's so many different stories you can tell with it with these characters. I mean, you could have like a whole episode about the Inquisitors for that for that matter. Um, I just yeah, I'm just really surprised by this, and I I can't wait. I'm very excited. To, to see it every Wednesday. Oh so, my god! And yeah. and man, this past week's episode where Kenobi uh, confronts Vader <sighs> and fights him, man, I loved that that episode for the fact that you can visibly see that Obi Wan is kind of like haunted by Darth Vader and Anakin after he just learns that he's alive and he sees visions of him, and when he finally sees Darth Vader in the flesh, like he's he's terrified and he's like running away and it's just a very different person than we left off with at uh, the end of episode three so i was really impressed what a badass lightsaber fight oh my god darth yeah darth vader pulls obi-wan through fucking fire i thought that was awesome so cool yeah just basically telling him now that'll begin his suffering and, and just trying to torture him like he would like anakin was tortured when he was burning on Mustafar, when he left him to die, just so many good callbacks to that, to everything. And and I don't know if you noticed, Kyle, or, or saw anything about this on on my second watch because I always watch it twice on the, the day it drops. Um, the I noticed the par a parallels between Luke Invader's lightsaber fight from Empire Strikes Back, 
uh, between Obi Wan and, and Darth Vader, like that, like the steam, like the like hitting the steam and the smoke coming out, and, and like it's 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 like the same thing. And some of the lightsaber shots are very similar. So I I'm sure somebody's done a back to back. I I I think I might have actually seen that or like a meme. But if there's a video out there on that, you should check it out. It's just so good. This this series has done done so well. Deborah Chow, but you know, some round of applause for these first three episodes and I'm very much anticipating the final three to be out of this fucking world. I haven't heard a single bad thing from anybody that I care about or, or anybody whose opinion I care about that said anything bad about this series thus far in these in these episodes. I, Have you? I've read com- I've read comments online. I you know, but it's like I don't know, like like there was like a lot of people posting like, oh this is poorly written, this was terrible it's, and I'm <laughs> like uh, what I don't understand that. I mean, it, I'm not like the. I'm a big Star Wars fan now, but like, these. I mean, I'm going to call it out like it is. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean. I'm not yeah. going to pull any punches with the things that I that I care about and I love. And this, it's just like, first three episodes were were great. I mean, I'm not even being a fanboy. They were great. Okay, mm-hmm. so. I, I, I don't is, know what the fuck anybody else is talking about. These are these are just. These are just the assholes, Kyle. Who just they they they're so upset that Mara Jade isn't canon anymore, and then that that Disney took away their legend status, and now they things have to get shoehorned in, and they're retconning things, and they're and yeah, yes, Evan, here it comes. They're wearing their slave Leia bikinis in their grandmother's basement. Um, it's just, it's just you know it's it's nothing to them is can beat the nostalgic of the original trilogy, and they don't accept anything new and. They, these are the people that still hate the prequels. So this is this, so since this story is kind of intertwining and interbending the sequels and the, or I'm sorry, the prequels in the original trilogy. It's just worlds are colliding and you're a small petty, you're a small petty man. Ooh yeah, welcome back into the fourth mother box. It wouldn't be a fourth mother box show if there wasn't a technical issue. So, um, but we're talking about Kenobi ah. here. We're talking about Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi. This the force is strong with our connection now. As we continue to talk about about this show, I was saying, Deborah Chow, just just round of applause for everything that you've done with this series thus far, and just fuck fuck the people you know in their negative comments about this show, just just in general. Like I just don't think they understand Star Wars. That's just, it's as simple as that. If you if you are finding things to hate, just to hate on the show, I I completely appreciate any general consensus feedback without pointing fingers and being name calling and being a d bag. If you have general issues with the show just like i i don't see why they did this xyz like if you give a plausible you know discussion or or you know disagreement then i'll respect it but but i haven't seen any of that it's just a bunch of mouth breathers out there giving their opinion yep they are uh, are very irrelevant and i think the numbers speak for themselves when this this season or this series broke a, a disney record so it was like the most streamed um the most streamed, you know, series in Disney Plus history. So, I mean, it speaks for itself. Yep, thousand percent. I love it. Can't wait to see more out of it. And I do want to segue a little bit into, and we talked about it a very little bit last week when you jumped on Jedi Talk, Kyle, when we were all going over the first two episodes. But um, I've watched the Jedi Survivor trailer, which is officially the Fallen Order two uh, follow up, several times now because. Every single week that we go on with Kenobi, I am more and more convinced that Cal Kestis is showing up in live action on this show. Um, if it doesn't, Without a doubt. yeah. If it doesn't happen, I, I I really won't be heartbroken. I won't be upset. I won't be disappointed. I mean, we're gonna get Qui Gon Jinn. He's gonna he's gonna be a Force ghost. We're gonna get more Anakin Skywalker flashbacks. I'm more than okay with that being this series. In fact, it might be better if we don't get a Cal cameo. I I don't know yet, but. Everything is lining up with Cal's timeline here. He's very heavily in the fight against the Inquisitors. You know, he he in, encountered Trilla, saw her die at the hands of Darth Vader, f- um, literally five years before the events of Obi Wan Kenobi. Right now, so he's been battling the Inquisitors quite often. Um, he's out there trying to find others like himself, trying to find other Force users to keep him safe. Um, with his new Master Seer and his buddy Grease and Marin. Um, in this trailer, we saw the Grand Inquisitor, who is in Kenobi. Um, by the way, spoiler alert, everybody. The Grand Inquisitor is alive. 
he did not die in episode two. Um, I don't know if you saw this theory online, but the species that the Grand Inquisitor is apparently have two stomachs. Um, so he was only stabbed in one. He'll be able to survive. Plus, he's alive in Rebels, and Rebels takes place after Obi-Wan Kenobi. And his death in Rebels is so much more sweeter. Um, he kind of kills himself, so it's, it's it's really fucking crazy. He has a great moment with Kane and Jarrus. Um, so, I have a question. Yes. Uh, you know, being that it's pretty likely, given all the comments and the trailers and the timeline, that Cal Kestis and, and maybe even his crew will be in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, boy. Do you think Obi-Wan Kenobi will be in Jedi Survivor? I don't see why not. I don't see why I mean, he wouldn't be. How cool would that be if you could like play a, play like a level as Obi Wan Kenobi, or play alongside yeah. him? How fucking cool would that be? That I mean, it would make sense. You know, if they just had like a, you know, like a flashback scene where you get to be Obi Wan Kenobi because it makes sense to to the plot of whatever. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, and you do fight Darth Vader at so at the kind of the end of Jedi Fallen Order. Correct. So. Yeah, or you run away from them. <laughs> this is a this is a game I need to replay, but um, you know I, I bought Elden Ring from in March, in the beginning of March, and I still haven't gotten through it. So the game is just it never ends. It's the longest, and it's a very hard game. So you get th- get through that, and then uh, purchase Lego this uh, oh, Star Wars the yeah. Skywalker Saga. So much fun, so much fun. And then maybe after that, uh, it'll be time to replay Fallen Order. Yes, sir. Yeah, because this is coming out in 2023. Um, I'm hoping to God. Like, video games are so, so, so subject, and they're very vulnerable to getting pushed back quite often. I mean, just look at Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, look at the Gotham Knights game that's coming up. Um, Look at literally everything fucking else that they push back. Um, So I'm hoping, knock on wood, that uh, that Survivor, I gotta call it Survivor, that Jedi Survivor will stay put for 2023, and we got some time. Like if I had to make a great guess, this is going to come out like Christmas season next year. Okay, you, you said a trigger word, trigger to a trigger phrase. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Go, and let me just go for it. Yeah. Let me just go uh, take a, a sidebar here and go off on the most recent trailer for Gotham Knights on the CW. Have you seen it? I I still have yet to. I I've watched it and, and oh my god, why would they? drag poor Misha, Misha Collins who plays Castiel on Supernatural in into this show I mean I as great as he is on Supernatural I don't think he could save this show he's a great casting for Harvey Dent but holy shit this looks like a flaming bag of bantha shit I mean oh my god it looks so fucking terrible it's like okay if you haven't watched it or, or read about it basically a group of like punk kids kill batman and then like there's supposed to be a group of kids that come together in batman's wake and become the gotham knights and is supposed to protect the city of gotham it's it looks so fucking bad like first of all hold up how does a group yeah so this i've never heard of this story before like i thought the gotham knights were just the bat family coming together I don't. I thought that was the same thing too, but it's. I don't think it is. Like uh, one of the. Granted, like I, you know, I lost my attention. Was lost after about like ten seconds in, but like one of the characters that's supposed to be the Gotham Knights, I think, is like the Joker's daughter, <laughs> and uh, I don't. I didn't hear names like Dick Grayson or Jason Todd or, you know, Barbara Gordon for that matter. No the Tim Drake. Really no Damian Wayne. The only one that I recognize was Harvey Dent, and uh, the CW needs to fucking die. It needs to fucking die. Why are they doing this? They are they are ruining the great name of, of DC. They they should look at the ratings of their other shows and realize like, hey, this is not good anymore. We need to stop. It's fucking ridiculous. It it really is bad. I mean, it's, it's since we're talking about DC. The, the the CW and, and thank you for explaining that trailer so I know I don't have to go out and actually watch it I just I have zero interest zero interest in Gotham Knights and anything else the CW pumps out from here on out with the exception of Superman and Lois and I'm so far behind on that um, have you been keeping up with that real quick I have not okay. I, mean, I think I'm behind like an episode so I think you know that's kind of like waning um, for me as well is it is it waning okay typical CW show yeah yep 
That's too bad. At least the first season was pretty dope. Um, so yeah, with so 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 DC, you know, more a little bit more bad on DC. And, and again, we don't just rip on Marvel. Um, but I do want it to be known that I have zero interest in watching Miss Marvel next week or um, She Hulk when the uh, Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law eventually comes out. So I, uh, nope, no thanks. Speaking of Miss Marvel, I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to call it right now. Go for it. Um, being that we can't have anything without a controversy. Yes. This show, Miss Marvel, will be controversial. Oh, it already is. At some point, we're we're going to see words like racist and I don't know. Insert your your stock, uh, you know, 2022 terms that are political, and we're going to see it. I mean, it's going to get a lot of people to watch it, and probably decent ratings or good ratings. Um, But you're going to see these controversies. Like when I watch Kenobi, like I never thought to myself like. Like this is going to be controversial because there's a black inquisitor. I, I know. I haven't read. I haven't really read about why people are so upset about Moses Ingram. Like, I didn't even know who she was. I've never seen her. Yeah, before, this is like her I, coming out party. I think. Like, this is her. Uh, this is her biggest role so far. So, I mean, I, you know, for all like for the, um, the role she was cast in, I think she's done a great job. And I, I don't know why people are so upset about it. Reeve's a good I just character. Don't get it. She's an interesting Inquisitor. Like, all the Inquisitors were former Jedi in a path and turned dark. Go, go see Trilla's background <laughs> from, from Fallen there, Order. I mean, it's similar. It's like, fuck. She's a good character. I, mean, I don't get it. You, you know, and maybe, you know, I, maybe there, I can understand some of the backlash when Finn was cast as, like, a stormtrooper. Because traditionally, and maybe I don't have this correct, but traditionally they were all clones, right? I mean, they were all clones of Jango Fett. Um, they were up until the Empire like started like after order 66 they phased the clones out so they actually started talking about this at the end of the bad batch season one and um started like they were battling because there was like a general who was going back and forth with somebody well i know i know rebels touches on this a little bit too but yeah basically long story short they 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 phased the clones out and they took real people who were committing to the empire because they thought uh the uh, the empire thought they could get more out of basically brainwashing people and getting people from youth and brainwashing them and grooming them up from the start because that was Finn. So so Finn's story makes sense. He's he's not a clone. Uh, his his story makes sense because they, they got rid of clones and they took real people after that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, then it does that doesn't make sense. Uh, the backlash for him doesn't make sense either. Nope. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really... I mean, I, I guess I just know you guys, but, like, I feel like most people I've talked to about this, like, they generally, like, really love this series, and they don't, like, see that there's any issues with that. So I don't I don't Agreed. understand. This is, this is, I don't want to go out on the limb and say this is the greatest Star Wars TV and Star Wars media that we've gotten, um, but it's, it's trending in a good direction that way. I mean, this could very well topple The Mandalorian for me. Um, as far as like favorite Star oh, Wars yeah. Disney Plus content, I mean it. It probably it, it is right now, but that's recency bias playing a little part in it. And, and two, I want to see it complete. Right, Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi was the most anticipated show for me personally when they announced all of these shows. And the next one after when Kenobi's done, I'm going to be Ahsoka mode. Brad uh, snagged me. Thank you again, Brad. Uh, an Ahsoka celebration shirt when he was there. Um, and, and and by the way, let me just put this out here in fourth mother box. And I've told him to his to to his face, and I've, I've told him over chat, and I, and I told him day of. But um, Brad, you did a fucking amazing job on that panel, man. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, thank you for doing it and going to celebration and promoting Jedi talk and everything. <clears throat> that was so fucking good. The sh- the shit you shared about Batu and the secrets of Galaxy's Edge. Um, it was so awesome for covering it and everything. So yeah, everybody go check out the Brad Ventures on YouTube and Jedi Talk Podcast if you want to see some celebration recap. Um, and uh, real quick on celebration, Kyle, I should put this little bug in your ear. Um, if you want to go as a podcast next year, but celebration 2023 is going to be in London. If you ever wanted to be in London, um, Brad and I are wow. Brad and I are already going. Um, I booked my uh, I booked a week in London. Courtney and I are going to go. Uh, gonna do celebration. Gonna go in as media. We're gonna do some panels, um, and then uh, we're gonna go do the Warner Brothers Harry Potter tour too uh, in London. So uh, we're gonna make a yeah, big trip out I'm, of it. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, definitely keep me posted about that. Fuck yeah. I would be so about that. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, I'd love if you could come. That'd be so much fun. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that would that would work perfectly for me because uh, I know like Isabel and I wanted to do the Harry Potter uh, studio tour anyway, so oh, that would work yeah. beautifully. So yeah, definitely. There you go, right on live on on air. You, you heard we're gonna celebration twenty twenty three. Hell yeah! So. All right, um, but anyway, what what we were getting at? Yeah, great job, Brad. Uh, a fucking amazing job with that. Um, but he, he he still sucks. But great job, Brad. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, but going back to the Moses Ingram stuff, real quick, and and we we've got to address it because Kyle and I are good, decent human beings. Look, the people, the people, and you know what? I take that back. I'm not even going to call you a people, right? The invalids that are going that are somehow figuring out how to use a smartphone or a tablet or something to direct message Moses Ingram on Instagram, Facebook, whatever she's getting this hate from. These invalids are just, they're they're out of touch. They are beneath society for any comments that they make if they're just attacking her based on the color of her skin alone. That is ridiculous, and that should not be tolerated, right? And Disney has a right to call that out, and people have a right to jump up and, and defend that. Um, but these people, you know, I hate giving them spotlights. I hate giving in to these individuals, these trolls, these invalids who just do it for the for the clout and do it just to get a rise out of people because they hate their lives. They're stuck in relationships that they can't get out of. They've gained 75 pounds since getting out of high school. Uh, they never took the baby weight off. It's like these are these are just just desperate individuals clamoring to make people come down to their level because their life has failed and they have no motivation to figure it out. I feel like they survive on Entenmann's box donuts alone, too. It's a thousand percent what they survive on. So with all that being said, we should not give these ass wipes a spotlight. Like, you call out, you support individuals for what they want to do, and it's just like, we're beyond that. Like, millennials are taking over. Our, our hive-minded, or our, the way we see people is equal. You know, there's always going to be degenerates. That's what happens when you have free will, right? You have the good and the evil. But it's up just... Ignore that shit. It's like like we are pushing forward as a society to, you know, away from this shit that you know is controversial and the things that are that are tough. Like like Disney calling it out specifically is just like you're giving it a spotlight. And Disney's hypocritical because they I I, I don't recall them ever coming out for Finn when China just erased him from the uh, sequel trilogy posters. You know, and just yeah, like that that's ridiculous. But what you the know fuck? what? At least at least uh, Disney is. You know, practicing what they preach now and pulling out of these countries that have these distorted views of what the world should be um, or what their society should, you know, um, act like. So I think, you know, and, and Disney doesn't really need them, which is the greatest thing in the world. This is a we're we're pulling out of China, which is which is a pretty great thing. I mean, it sucks for the Chinese people because I know they, they probably want to see this content. They got bigger uh, problems right now. <laughs> Yeah, and they don't, yeah. you know, that's maybe not necessarily agree with what their what their government uh, wants for them, but but yeah, I mean, Spider Man No Way Home made like almost just under two billion dollars, and they they didn't even debut in China, so I think that was pretty great. It's tremendous, such such yeah. good news. Um, just to wrap up Star Wars real quick, um, Mandalorian season three, February twenty twenty three. Holy shit! Um, the next Star Wars content we're getting after Obi Wan Kenobi is Andor, August thirty first of this year. <laughs> um, Bad Batch. I'll watch it. I'll watch the first episode, and if it's anything like Rogue One, which is the biggest dumpster fire in Star Wars history, you're wrong. The holiday special takes that. Oh. That's not even canon. Let, let's be honest. No, Life Day is canon. I don't know what that is. Life Day, the Wookiee holiday that celebrates life. That's where I got the orb from. I have a Life Day shirt. No, it's like November seventeenth. Batu like celebrates it. It's like it's like Star Wars Christmas essentially. I, I... Does it, like have you guys even seen anybody on the Jedi Council even seen the Star Wars holiday special? I I got through maybe seven minutes of it. It is bad. And then I watched the whole thing is free on YouTube. I yeah, think, it's I, like ninety minutes of pure hell. Like I might take like a hundred milligrams worth of edibles and try to watch it one day, but that's 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 the only way I'm getting through it. It, it feels like it, 
the, I watched maybe like two minutes of it and it felt like Star Wars meets a soap opera. Like it just <laughs> felt, it had like a 90s soap opera feel it, or like it was bad. And I feel like Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford, doesn't recognize it. So I'm going to go with Han Solo. <laughs> um, yeah, you would go with Han Solo. How many times have you, have you whacked it to that Indiana Jones 5 poster? Um, not as many times as I've whacked it to your mother's picture. Oh! Take that! Mr. Poopy Butthole, shut up over there. <laughs> First off... Anyway. I, I already crushed you with that mother joke this morning, so I am not even going to dignify. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll, I'll give you that one because that <laughs> that's like the first good comeback Gosh. that you've had in probably since I don't know what was that one show we played where uh, it was what was that it was like Hannah was driving a really large van and mm-hmm. he's like I'm not used to driving large vehicles and then you said oh but you drive what was it exactly. <laughs> Okay, we were leaving All uh, All Star. It was called All Star yeah. Bar. It was in not Mokina, Frankfurt area, kind of way down south. It was near where we recorded our our demo. Um, and that one dude's dude that Tim knew. We have videos. We have videos of this show. We do have videos of this show. They are on YouTube. Yes. Um, holy shit! That's right. That is that show. So, so after the gig, I'm look up and see how many views that has. I'm gonna. What do you think? 25, 10? 30? I'm going to no, I'm going to think like 130, 40, 50 something like that. That that's that's been on line for a while and I'm pretty sure like 50 of those views are probably mine. <laughs> oh, wow. Um okay, so 13 years ago, we have Welcome to Hate. It's 161 views. Wow. Welcome to Hate's got 161 views. Okay, I have your page pulled up. Wow, yep. the uh, the relic has two hundred and fifty nine. Damn. And this okay, is my, this Disen- is my... disengage has five hundred and eight, but that was at uh... that was at Mo- uh, Ashberries. That was at Ashberries. Ashberries. Yeah. And for some reason, you have a picture of like your your butt. No, it's like your profile picture. Oh no, that's that's uh, um, me getting put in the in the uh, sharpshooter. That was. Backyard Wrestling days. This was this was my Red Rapture account, and I really only uploaded a few Backyard Wrestling things. And I'm looking at it right now. I'm I'm actually gonna play Welcome to Hate in the background of our show right now. I just started it. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, first time Scourge is ever being played on the Fourth Mother Box. First and last time. <laughs> <laughs> this, look, this was recorded like Kyle said 13 years ago on a on a fucking old camcorder, so the audio is it's pretty. For some- it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's but yeah, I feel like the uh, whoever recorded that at some point they got bored in the middle of like uh, Mike O'Brien recorded just, this like, gig. He just like put the camera down. He's like, "Fuck this!" And I don't blame him. I don't blame yeah. him. I had a weird, I had like a weird open shirt that day. You did no have sense. a weird open shirt. I'm looking at it right now. What the fuck are you trying to prove? <laughs> I don't know. Tim don't was know. wearing. Some people can pull up. Tim wears, he always wore like Abercrombie and Fitch because he's like a, a tool. Yeah, Tim and, Tim uh, did dress very non metally at every single show. I mean, he's wearing a White Sox jersey right now playing the drums. <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel like that could pass as metal. I don't I feel like that's okay for a drummer. For a drummer, it's, did, it's absolutely okay, yeah. He did wear a lot of Abercrombie and Fitch. And um, yeah, he probably had a pink slun, a sunflower hat too, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, backwards sunflower. That's exactly what it was. I was wearing a Metalocalypse shirt, so a Death Clock shirt. So that that's perfect. Hannah, I can barely tell. I just I, guess I see his hair. So maybe he's wearing a Creed shirt because he looked like Scott Stapp. It, yeah, he, he looked like Scott Stapp. Uh, he he hated that. God, did he hate that? <laughs> it was Remember so much fun. Remember when I like he was gonna do his solo and, I'm, and I yelled Scott Stapp, and, he and just, then he just. Flips flipped off. me off right before the <laughs> solo, and it was caught on. I think it was caught on tape. It was. Or no, I. Yeah. I think that was the disengage video. So everybody, uh, or no, was that disengage? Fuck, I'm gonna have to go back and watch yeah. this trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you so. know, it's trash. It, it's it. It may sound bad, but when I'm telling you, man, when when we were there live, it sounded good in the pocket. It was a great time, and just the atmosphere was cool. It's just it holds a lot of very great memories for me. 
Yeah, I just wish like we did it recently because the technology is better and people could have recorded us like better. Kyle, you know? <laughs> Kyle, Tim, 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 Tim's ready to go. We just got to get his ass. I'll I'll pay him five hundred dollars to do it. Like, come out here. Like, I will find us a spot in Disney Springs to do this or Universal. Like, I am so fucking serious. Like, we we can play. We can re- uh, relearn all, all the old Metallica songs we played, so we can bill us as like a cover and original band, and we we would get people to show up. Uh yeah, man. I mean, I'm still I'm still up to date. I have I have like a whole album's worth of uh, stuff that I've recorded of songs. So let's let's make new and shit I, too, man. I mean, Brad Brad could play rhythm guitar. Jesus Christ, what? we would we scream to them. My hate part. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put this on the agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're all reminiscent. You know what? It is. It has been ten years since Scourge have, uh, you know, ruined people's lives. (laughs) It'll be uh, it'll be July, like July tenth, something, thirteenth, fourteenth, sixteenth, something like that. That'll be the ten year show. Yeah, since we did it at. uh, Disney Springs needs to hear Seek and Destroy, and they also need oh. to hear Welcome to Hate. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they need to hear Rapture, too. Isn't it funny that, that currently I think we, I think you could say that a rapture is happening in this world? Um, Scourge called it. I'm just trying to trying to put it out there. So, All right. Um, yeah, Star Wars, lots to come. Kyle is going to watch one episode of Andor. Um, Bad Batch Season 2 got a date, um, September, the end of September. Um, that trailer looked good. I it, did you ever watch it? I know you weren't into the first Bad Batch, and the animation's kind of not your thing, but this this could have a lot of like good implications on the stories. You know, I saw Palpatine in the trailer, and it's just looks really good. Omega's older now, so there's a time jump. I love when Star Wars does time jumps because we're going to see different versions of these characters. Yeah, you know, I. I still maintain, like, I haven't seen anything Star Wars animated that I felt that was worthwhile yet. Um, I just haven't gotten into it. I don't know why. That's fair. I think the clo- I think the Clone War- the Clone Wars just ruined me because I watched the first couple episodes and I'm just like, I'm getting nothing from this. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like they need to take a different approach with it. Like, Marvel's What If, that was a great show. Like, it was all animated. They did a great job. Uh, I don't know uh, what Star Wars is doing wrong here, but they need to figure it out. Yeah, the, the, there's some staunch backers to the Star Wars animation, though. There's a lot of people that swear by it, and I and I half swear by it. Like it's good, but like if they took some of that off or some of it away and like changed some things, I'd be I'd be fine with that. So it, it's all good. But in any event, um, yeah, we got more Star Wars coming. Tales of the Jedi. Speaking of animation, now what's interesting about Tales of the Jedi? Um, is now we already know it's clear as day we're going to get Liam Neeson and Obi Wan Kenobi, um, thanks to uh, in this confirmation that on Tales of the Jedi Liam Neeson is coming back to voice a Qui Gon Jinn. So um, and his son's actually going to voice a young Qui Gon Jinn. So I can't wait to get more Qui Gon. I know Brad's ready. Um, I'm ready for it. Uh, we're also yeah, they get a young baby Ahsoka. So tales of all these Jedi's from before. That should that should be good. That that actually, Kyle, that show might be the animation for Star Wars. You you want to give like a really good shot to because I think these are going to be really good stories. Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that for sure. Okay, um, so yeah, that kind of gives it all for Star Wars. There's something with Jude Law, the skeleton crew thing. I we I have no idea outside of that, other than it being about kids, but um. Back over to DC News. Uh, Toby Emmerich, with the head, or, you know, a lot of shit to do over there at Warner Brothers, like stepping down from his role. And there's rumors about the films being, like, not put on hold, but they're looking to maybe just do, like, a restart, a revamp, a refresh. There was somebody out there in in the industry that just basically said what Warner Brothers needs to do is, if they're going to restart their DCs, they have to center it around Superman, and it has to be Henry Cavill's Superman. Start with that. And if they're going to do that, I could not agree more. You start with Henry Cavill's Superman, and you and you well, go from there. Well, you know what? You know, ten year, almost ten years later, they they're they're getting their shit together. I mean, for fuck's sake, they better do something with Henry Cavill. Th- thank you. 
2013 is when we got that movie, right? Almost 10 fucking years ago. Uh, 2013. God damn Unbelievable. It. And that's it. And I'm going to say it for like the four millionth time. That is a great fucking movie. Man of Steel, so good. I might watch it today. Yeah. I Everybody should today. go watch that today. I'm going to watch that today, people. Courtney and I got a late dinner at at uh, Sebastian's Bistro at Caribbean Beach tonight. So we're going to we're gonna do a few things. The priority is um, we're... Where sweet. Sebastian's Beach Bistro in Caribbean Beach. Where is that? So I feel like I've never seen that. Maybe it was closed when I was there. It was closed when we stayed there. Yeah. So if you if you're in the main area of like Caribbean Beach, where like the bar is and the pool, and right. there's a there's the boardwalk that kind of sticks out, and you walk around like a building, walk around the bar. The bar is actually attached to Sebastian's Bistro. It's the building. Like if you're looking straight ahead at that outdoor bar and the pools over to the right. There's a building right. to its left. That that was Sebastian's Bistro. It was closed when we were there, but it reopened a few months ago. Is that like um, is that like seafood? Caribbean theme. Caribbean. Uh, yeah, Caribbean food. So like jerk chicken and pork and yeah, there's there's seafood in there. But I've you know people who have gone there, I've talked to, rave about it. So we wanted to give it a shot. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yes, sir. Um, and I guess speaking of. DC films that are coming out. The Flash was has been screening and it's been well received thus far. I mean, that means nothing. I don't know who DC is or Warner Brothers screening. Maybe you know industry people. I have no fucking idea. But it's good to hear. And and I guess they're they don't know where Ezra Miller's you know um, where he's gonna land in all this, and they 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 may not completely like ditch him. So. Well, they probably figure, you know what, he got he's probably fucked up on drugs. He's threatened a few people, hit yeah. a person in the face with a chair, but at least he hasn't taken a dump on anybody's pillow. Ooh, got her. Got her. Amber Heard owes Johnny Depp like ten million or something like that. Fifteen million, I don't know. I've heard two different things, but yeah, that that's a big thing that happened and hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. That's all I got to say. I feel like her career is over. Like it is. I mean, I don't think anybody really has she opened her OnlyFans yet. Her. I mean, I mean, she should like do something where she opens like a, I don't know, like a a, a brand of diapers or something, something to do or like X Lax or something like that. Yeah. Something poop related. Yeah, yeah she People should be. Would get into that. Yeah, she she should one thousand percent just be like, hi, my name's Amber Heard. This is my OnlyFans. Yeah, that would probably work too. And just she just takes a dump. I I was playing a fart in the background. It was a little low, but um, and she just she just. I wonder how many like <laughs> requests she's gonna get to just like shit on camera for people because there are some weirdos out there. I mean, if it if it's putting food on your table and uh, it's something you can do really well, and it sounds like you know she you know poops really well on uh, you know people's pillows or chests or whatever. <laughs> I mean, she might as well. I mean, I feel like that would be a headline that would not surprise me. Like, Amber Heard has OnlyFans for pooping on pillows. Yeah. What do you... Um, signing it. Yeah. What do you... If, like, DC took the the Kevin Feige approach where they they put a czar in charge and, like, you know, how Kevin Feige's doing it with the MCU and Favreau's doing it with the Star Wars Disney Plus content, uh, at least the live action... How would you feel if Todd Phillips was the DC guy? He did uh, the Joker, right? Yes, sir. I would be happy with that. But you know what? I'd rather have Zack Snyder. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I'd much rather have Snyder in charge of that. He knows the content better. But um, real quick, uh, we're finally getting a Black Adam trailer in three days, June 8th. It's about fucking time. What is this, like 10 years? Mm-hmm. 10 years in the making or something like that? The Rock has been cast as Black Adam more than, you know, you know, before the MCU started, like it, it's been Jesus, I, like I can't believe this. Like 2007, I remember, like before The Rock had like j- was jacked, you know, back when he was still had his wrestler body. I remember that. <laughs> it's just nuts, absolutely nuts. Well, um, I mean, I'm glad we're getting it. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it's coming out this year or next year because this year, October. Let's hope they hold. They stick the land. Stick to the landing on that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, we shall see. Uh, I'm looking forward to the trailer. Everything we've seen thus far has looked pretty good. Um, Kyle, it's Morbin time. 
Um, a god awful Morbius. Well, it, it's it, it's a funny meme. Uh, the it's Morbin time thing. But Morbius was such a bad movie, it got memed. A meme was created from it, and now because Sony and Marvel and whoever they thought they would try to capitalize on the popularity of this, so they re-released Morbius in like a thousand theaters, and it's still flopping. Like, what did you fucking expect? This movie sucks. It made. I read it like made eighty five k. And uh, and not only that, I saw a video with Jared Leto himself, and he was like sitting in a chair, and somebody hands him a script, and it says Morbius Two, it's Morbin time. So, uh, I think he's even getting in on the joke. And and, and I've got to say, like the more time has gone past, and I've thought about this film, like I just don't. It like this film probably would have been better if it came out ten years ago. Yep. Because we haven't gotten that, but it's just. It's like a recycled superhero film. Like, this could have been so much better. Like, it's like they just didn't care. Yep. They didn't really care about it. They could have done so well with this. Correct. I mean, pair Morbius with Blade, for Christ's sake. That would have made a great fucking storyline. But for some reason, Sony Marvel just, outside of Spider-Man, just flops so fucking hard. It's true. Okay. we were at uh, Door County this past weekend, yeah. And for some reason, the hotel we were at, we had stars, and they had both Venom playing on back to back. Oh wow! I'm like I, I, I don't even want this in the background. <laughs> I just, I can't even watch this in the background. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, at least Venom was a little better than Morbius, but still. Uh, yeah, true, but, but still, like, I don't know. I don't think. I think maybe Sony's kind of like starting to realize that Spider-Man's villains maybe aren't making the best movies. I mean, again, they could do really well, but it just, it's not, I think that the grand goal is to bring all these characters together for some big team up against Spider-Man, which would make sense. But not if all these villain movies kind of like don't do well. I don't know. I mean, that would be interesting to see like where this ends up and who's Spider-Man it ends up with you no doubt about that i hope hardy goes back into his universe and that's andrew garfield so but we've talked at length about that um kind of one final thing with the mcu and uh, and to wrap it up for today um we got another thor love and thunder trailer it was better than the first i'm still very 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 cautious about this movie but we saw a lot in the debut of gore the god butcher played by christian bale so What'd you think of his first reveal and his look and the trailer? You know, um, I know you were excited to see Thor's butt, but uh, I I thought Christian Bale looked really good. He definitely had a more um, Morbius. Um, he definitely had a Voldemort looking vibe, and I think he'll prove to be an interesting villain. Christian Bale, despite maybe who he is in his real life, is a great actor. He. <laughs> He goes at lengths for his roles, and I've always been very impressed with uh, you know everything that I've seen uh, up to this point. So I think he'll be a great villain. I still am thinking like you know after I saw Doctor Strange two, I think Wanda is is probably one of my favorite villains now. I know I was talking to a few people about it, and they were like complaining that it was too dark and, oh, and scary, up. and I'm like. I'm like, you know what? Marvel can't always be cotton candy films. You know, it can't always be like sunshine and rainbows. Like, have a dark film. This is what they need to do right now, especially to make it, you know, make it fresh. Make it different. Like, take it in a different direction. Don't just recycle the past 10 years. And that's exactly what they did with Doctor Strange 2. So, yep. um, Thor, Love and Thunder, do I think it's going to be the greatest Marvel film of all time? Absolutely not. I think Christian Bale might steal the uh, show a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see it just for him specifically. Okay, that's fair. Um, I, I I have no additional thoughts. It, it was an interesting trailer. I'm I'm interested in the story. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. Like I won't run to see it in theaters. Um, actually, speaking of theaters, uh, probably by the time, potentially by the time we talk next week. We might have both seen Jurassic World um, Dominion, so I don't know if you've you know, if you've got tickets for that or anything. I don't. Um, Isabel hasn't gotten into Jurassic Park for whatever reason, and she, mm. it's just not something I think she she wants to see. So okay, I, I'm gonna have to do some logistics to see that, or maybe just force first force her to go see it. With <laughs> yeah, me. force her to go see it. Um, 
I mean, she did force me to see what was that movie with uh, Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. She made me go see that one. I fell asleep in. Oh, is it the, is it uh, the House of Gucci? Yeah, House of Gucci. Okay. I mean, granted, it's about Italians, which is you know my background. That is your thing, yeah. Uh, and Adam Driver, just you know, he's just one of the greatest actors today by far. Um, still fell asleep a little bit. <laughs> Oops. It happens. It happens to the best so of us. Maybe I'm gonna have to. Maybe I'm gonna have to like. You know, call in a favor. I'm like, I went to see this movie. Now you have to go see this yeah, one. With that's me. right. You got to call in a relationship favor. Right I'm going to go tell her that right now. I'm like, you have to go see this with me, and I don't, and I'm not going to accept anything. No, as an a- answer. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So Thor, God, Love and Thunder, whatever the hell that's called, is on its way. But um, that about wraps it up for us today in the fourth mother box. You've been great. We've been the fourth mother box. Please follow us online. I'm going to do better. We're, we will do better with posting content on Facebook and Instagram at fourth mother box and the fourth mother box podcast. Um, Kyle, any final thoughts today on this Sunday in cold ass June in Chicago? My final thoughts are I hate Chicago. <laughs> Christians take everything so personally with, with Christ, you know? It's like it's not, not only do you have to worship him, you want everybody to. It's like I like lobster. Do I go around pushing lobster on people?